Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, following game three of the NBA Finals, is none other than the man himself, Central Iowa's own, our resident Iowa State Cyclones insider, just a couple months before the college football season kicks off. My brother, Nicholas Osen. Nick, how you doing tonight, my brother? Quite honestly, I'm doing fantastic. Got a big-time work trip coming up. Got some good foods in me tonight, as we talked about pre-show, and we'll get some good podcasts here rolling. Nick, I am so grateful for the positive energy as we roll into a momentous weekend. I will be calling it another year in the books uh, in the realm of education and rolling right into summer so we can focus on the podcast and be locked in for football season. So, folks, strap in for a wild one. And as always, juice up. All right, Nick. As I alluded to in the intro, we have just watched Game 3 of the NBA Finals in Miami following a steal by Miami in Denver. And the Denver Nuggets responded as I knew they would with an astronomical victory on the road at the Kaseya Center. And Nikola Jokic created a new NBA record. I was stunned by his stat line in Game 3. And the final score does not do the game justice because the Nuggets once led by 21 points and Miami kind of crawled back late in the game as they're known to do. But Nikola Jokic, the Joker, the two-time MVP, the greatest basketball player on this earth, went for 30-plus points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists, the first of its kind in the NBA Finals. And it was one of the most remarkable performances I've seen from him in his entire career. And just a game before, in a loss, he had 41 points in the NBA Finals. So that speaks a ton to what he was able to do on both ends of the floor in Game 3 victory. He was truly punishing the Miami defense. It did not matter who was assigned to him, whether it be Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, Cody Zeller. There was not a soul on that court that was able to keep up with him, and he was grabbing every board in sight. It was truly miraculous. Yeah, you know, you make some great points, and and I'm trying to think. I want to be you know, unique in my thinking and adding things throughout this series. But quite honestly, I'm just glad that we hit it on the head so early in this playoffs. I mean, you have been aware for a while, but myself, who will say it again, gave him the crown of the best player in the world. And, and now, not to make this like a media thing, but the conversation has shifted so much where now it's like the worst thing you can be saying about him is either talking about the 
aesthetics of his game, essentially. You know, maybe how it's not the the sexiest type of game. Or simply just comparing him to the all-time, all-time greats. Literally, Wilt, Kareem, Shaq is what I'm seeing on, you know, some of this media stuff this week. And, like, you know, I'm not, you know, a fan of either of these teams. I'm kind of pulling for the Heat. I think it'd be a cool story. But I just continue to see whether it's the sound bites from Jeff Green that I sent you or former Iowa State legend Monte Morris, who's not even on the team anymore, come into the game and showing a bunch of love to the teammates. Or I'm seeing these fun videos where they're all talking about the rookies that play the music in the locker room and all that. And and I think this team is just so likable. Jokic, I don't know how you can't like him, basically, unless you're guarding him or trying to. I, I think he's got a lot of friends around the league that he keeps uh, close, I should say, some close friends. But I think he's gained and garnered a ton of national respect, as he should have. Now, this is obviously their series to lose. I think it'd be cool if Jimmy had a classic Jimmy game and made this 2-2, I believe, Friday. But it's going to be interesting. And I'm sure we'll touch on that. But Jokic, you're exactly right. Doing things we've never seen before. Nick, you said it best. I may sound like a broken record in terms of my praise for the Joker, but he keeps setting the bar another notch higher after every performance, and I don't understand how it's possible because the Miami Heat are three games into playing against him. They know his tendencies. They know he is going to get inside the paint, and if he doesn't have a clear look, he's going to kick it out. It's like clockwork, and they are incapable of doing anything to stop the onslaught of offensive powerhouse that the Denver Nuggets have. And you talked about the comparisons that are going around. One that I saw today, which they played very different games from one another, but they tied in the European aspect. I saw a comparison to none other than Swish himself, Dirk Nowitzki, comparing their careers. And if Jokic does get his first championship, would he be ranked higher all time than Dirk? Well, of course, you can't knock the career of Dirk Nowitzki. Yes, he had one championship, but he played with one team for, I believe, 20 seasons. And the Dallas Mavericks are an afterthought without Dirk Nowitzki. So, of course, not in the end of June are we going to say Nikola Jokic is a better all-time basketball player than Dirk Nowitzki. But they play wildly different styles of basketball. And I will say, I have already elevated Jokic into the conversation for greatest center of all time. And he hasn't won a championship yet. That is how special of a player he is. And I finally believe that it is being talked about, but it also is being turned into, oh, well, he doesn't like talking to the media. Most players who are this special are only focused on the game at hand and 
the ultimate goal of hoisting Larry O'Brien. Kobe loved to talk to the media after he had won a championship. Mike loved talking to the media after they won the championship. They were not all buddy-buddy every soundbite they want to give to the media. They wanted to go out and win, and then they could celebrate. And Lisa Salters asked Joker after the game what he thought of the accolade. First 30-20-10 triple-double in finals history, and he said, I don't think much of it. And that is what I absolutely love about this player because he is two games away from becoming one of the all-time greats, widely regarded by just about every metric. So I love this team. And you mentioned Monte Morris. Iowa State, great. And I honestly feel bad for him because he was on this Nuggets team through the dog days. And he is every bit deserving of this championship. It was essentially a swap between he and Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. And I could very well see Monte Morris plugging right into that spot and doing great things for this championship team. So I feel bad in that aspect, but I love seeing him down courtside after the game and embracing number 15. Well, I'm going to say a couple things there. Now, what the cool thing, and you know this as well as anyone, I am a Monte Morris fan. I was before I knew he went to ISU, or, you know, really wasn't based off of that, and well before I had this position of my current job. They play different games. You know, I think if you want to make plays, hit a mid-range, you know, things like that, you'd take Monte. Uh, You know, KCP is... Really a, a well above average perimeter defender can shoot the lights out from three. Morris can shoot two. But I'm going to throw a question back at you because, you know, instead of repetition a little bit before our, we, we preview, I'm going to throw a question at you here. If the Joker, and I don't usually say that, but if the Joker wins this title, having gone through, Timberwolves aren't a great team, but they've got talent you know at least one future hall of famer i will say that and and in addition to cat and edwards yes rudy gobert is going to make the whole thing uh then maybe the most star power driven team in cp booker and kd then at worst the second greatest player ever lebron james and anthony davis another top 60 65 guy Handled them easily, unfortunately. And then this, which is an eight seed, but still winning a title against at least one Hall of Famer again, maybe two. I'm sorry, three. Butler and Lowry are locks. K Love could make it. Where do you kind of where do you kind of slip him all time? Nick, I absolutely love the question you posed and going down the line of Denver's opponents. He has faced some of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen just in these playoffs alone. Kevin Durant and LeBron James, are you kidding me? Those are not only two of the greatest players we've ever seen, but two of the greatest scorers and playmakers of our generation. So. 
that is truly remarkable going down the line on these past series. You know I don't think much of Chris Paul. But you respect his career. I know you do. I certainly respect his career, but there have been rumors about, oh, Chris Paul being released. The Bulls should get him. I have zero interest in that, and we don't even have a point guard. But talking about the Joker, (laughs) he's going to win this championship. I still... And following through with my prediction of a five-game series, they're on pace right now. In terms of the center position, Nikola Jokic is right up there with Wilt Chamberlain, Phil Russell, Shaquille O'Neal, and none other than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Akeem the Dream Elijah. He's right in that top tier, and he's only in his mid to late 20s at this stage in his career, he could have, and I don't see him as this type of player hanging on late in his career, but let's say he plays seven to eight more seasons. I could see at least two more championships because players are going to want to come to Denver and be coached by Mike Malone and be part of this Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic experience down the line because they play so well together and everyone on this team knows their role. So there's no question that Joker is in that conversation right now and definitely once the job is finished. Now, I hope you're enjoying this because it's not usually like me to kind of be the starter here. So... I had him top 40 in 2021, 25 to 30-ish after his back-to-back. This is so crazy to think about. I know, but it's true. Now, you know nobody has done these lists more than me. I legitimately did it for my previous respective job out east. And it's cool because I'm of the mindset six of the top 12 basketball players ever are centers. You can choose your order, but I don't think you can doubt Wilt, Kareem, Shaq, Hakeem, Russell. So I guess that's five. You've got LeBron, Locke, MJ, Locke, Magic, Locke, Bird, Locke, Kobe, Locke. And then I I do think with four rings, Steph is in that upper echelon. I'll admit I had KD too high, okay? Then you get into, in my eyes... That 15-ish or so range is like KG, Dirk, Wade, KD, Giannis, Jokic. Tim Duncan. Oh, my goodness. There, Thank you. That's a top 12 guy easily. Thank you. So you're loving it. So that's easily top 12. Then you add guys like KD, KG, Dr. J. So that's kind of your top 17 or 18. I don't think anybody could argue that other than maybe throwing in like a Jerry West. I think if Jokic, and I'll say this, if Jokic wins this ring, he goes above Giannis, Jerry West, honestly, Dirk, I'm going to say it. And that's no disrespect to him. You know, I loved meeting him. I think if he wins this, you look at his jersey number, he's comfortably in that top 15 ever. 
and he's just in his prime. Nick, that gets me absolutely juiced. As you can hear in my voice, folks, I am grinning ear to ear right now because that is the ultimate accolade to be mentioned with the names before him. And he's only two games away from the ultimate goal. Forget about the MVPs. Forget about the triple doubles. What matters to him is bringing the first championship to the city of Denver in this franchise's history. And he was a second-round pick drafted during a Taco Bell Quesarito commercial, (laughs) folks. Nobody knew this man's name. I knew about him likely in his second season, and I was in awe, and I thought, okay, if this guy gets in shape, he's going to be a special talent in this league. He talked about a few of his friends around the league. I think a good friend of his is former teammate Yusuf Nurkic, and I know he's sitting at home mesmerized by this these playoffs and you know what could have been if those two stayed together, but at the time, they were both too talented to be uh, in the same lineup, and Nurk went elsewhere. But Nick, you truly have me, you know, reminiscing in my brain and and recognizing the importance of these NBA Finals that we're watching right now because there is not a player like him that we have watched in our lifetimes, and. What I'd like to mention about Game 3 that I noticed heavily was that Jamal Murray, his performance was overshadowed. He had a triple-double himself, gaining that last rebound in the closing seconds of the ball game, which was awesome. And then an absolute spark off the bench that Mike Malone kept out there late in the ball game. Christian Brown, championship pedigree, DNA from Kansas University. He just won a national championship last year and in his rookie year is well on his way to winning an NBA title. He was exactly what Denver needed in the third quarter and the fourth to solidify that victory. He had breakaway slams. He was stealing the ball grabbing rebounds and launching it down the floor. Just beautifully played basketball, smart basketball. Michael Malone has molded him into a high IQ basketball player, and I could see him playing in that same role for a number of years for these Nuggets. And what I noticed on the other side in this game, Nick, Jimmy got his numbers offensively. Bam surprised me offensively, and he's gotten a lot of flack in these playoffs. The Miami Heat had zero, and I mean zero, support from the darlings of these NBA playoffs, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. Those guys were missing in action in Game 3, and that ultimately cost Miami the opportunity to get a win at home. So those guys need to play their role if Miami wants to make it a series because we are a Friday night away from this one going 3-1, heading back to Denver, where you will be in the city for Game 5. 
Yeah, you know, that'd be kind of a cool thing. But I, I still would prefer it to, to. I'm sticking to that. I want to give credit, a little bit of credit to myself, quite honestly. Uh, I was incredibly high on that Christian Brown pick. Not not too many people watched more of him last year, probably than just diehard KU fans. I mean, I got the chance to see him in person three or four times total. Um, I, I think at times I'd say, you know, Ochai, I, I thought the world of Jalen Wilson was a star, but CB was kind of that that special X factor that you knew had the NBA ceiling because he could shoot, play make a little bit, but most importantly, defend, and he has athleticism. That's what you could see in him legitimately in the playoffs. I respect that so much especially coming from such a highly touted guy at freaking Kansas to take kind of that, you know, doing the dirty work role like Aaron Gordon has done, former five-star guy. It's incredible. Truly, it is. So I, I want to say that Jimmy got some numbers. I've been impressed with Bam. I think he's got a lot on his shoulders. Uh, I think Jimmy needs to be more efficient. And I, I think he, along with that, can't be afraid to try to take over late. If the other guys aren't hitting – not only is he their best player, but he's generally their most clutch. I've seen reports. I didn't get to watch a ton of Game 3, but I've seen reports that the place was really loud down in Miami. The fans need to step up in this one because Denver, I've never won an NBA championship, obviously, but I've been around plenty of championship teams. They're at the point where they can smell this thing. And if Miami doesn't win Friday, it's obviously, it, it's over. And it was a remarkable season. And Jimmy's a first ballot Hall of Famer, incredible run, and Spo is amazing. But you don't want to get there just to get there. You got to make it competitive. Nick, we know what this Miami team has been through over the last few years. They get to the final series and ultimately fall short. We saw it in the bubble against the LA Lakers. And that is no knock on what Coach Spo has been able to do with honestly not a whole lot of special talent on the roster. You talk about that supporting cast and a handful of them going undrafted. They have developed into special talents since going and learning from Coach Eric Spolstra. And so for them to even be in the NBA Finals is remarkable in itself. But there is too much star power on this Denver Nuggets team, homegrown, I might add, and it's business as usual for this team. You said they can smell it. They know exactly what they need to do Friday night. The recipe's not changing, and then they can go win one in front of their home crowd and let the city have an unimaginable celebration. And you talk about Christian Brown, I had the pleasure of seeing him as well in the Sweet 16 at the United Center on their way to a national championship. So it's not the flashiest series. It's probably not getting the most views that we've had in years past. But I have been glued to my television watching these two teams battle it out night after night. And I am predicting a Denver Nuggets victory on Friday night. I don't think it will be as much of a joker 
onslaught offensively. I still think he'll have over 20 points and over 10 rebounds. I just don't see him getting the triple-double. But he will have some more help from Jamal Murray. And we'll hope that Aaron Gordon can find his stride offensively because he's mostly been, like you said, doing the dirty work on both ends of the floor. So I think it's more of a grinded out type of win for Denver, which we haven't seen in this series because their first two wins have been essentially blowouts. Yeah, this is a little bit of fan, fan slash homer in me, but I'm going to pick the the heat. Um, I think the line's a little heavy uh, toward Denver. You know, I would say my projections, and it's not like I'm a, you know, model maker or anything. Probably have the Nuggets winning by around two. Uh, but but I'm going to go with the Heat. I think that Jimmy, you know, I, I think he's going to score 35-plus. I'm not sure Bam's going to be as efficient. He's been terrific rebounding the ball. He's done his best against Jokic. This feels a little bit, to me, like a... Kevin Love, Gabe Vincent type game. And, and Vincent's been terrific, by the way, throughout most of the playoffs. But that's what I'm going to say. You know Spo is, even in Eastern time, going to be up another hour or two cranking out on some schemes. You know, they get up, they'll go through their shoot around, and it'll be interesting. I don't think they win the series. I never picked them. In fact, I believe we both even picked 4-1. to one. But, I mean, now I'm in it. And I don't want to be without basketball for – Jeez, five months. So I guess I'll be seeing some here live. But I'm going to go with the Heat. Back when I'm in Denver, I think Denver goes up 3-2. We'll see what happens next. Nick, I wouldn't be opposed to this series going seven because just a week after you, I will be in the city of Denver and could be amidst the pandemonium for a game seven. But I just don't see it happening because, yes, the Miami Heat is a team full of grinders. And I do see a Jimmy Butler eruption game. But that supporting cast has to wake up. Otherwise, this series is in the Nuggets' hands going back home. And you know what's going to happen there. So... I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think Miami has enough left in the tank. You know Jimmy's going to lay it all out on the floor tomorrow night. But Denver is too well-coached of a team and too focused on the ultimate goal to let this one even come close to slipping away. So I'm rolling with the Nuggets in Game 4. And... They win it on their home floor in game five in front of a raucous crowd at what I know as the Pepsi Center. Nick, I am absolutely over the moon that we had the opportunity to record tonight and giving the fans exactly what they love to listen to. So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. And, Nick, safe travels to the beautiful state of Colorado. I'll be following behind you shortly thereafter. Very much appreciated, my brother. I'm excited. My apologies, loyal listeners, on the Tim Duncan omission, especially how many times I saw him. That was bad. But 
incredibly, you know, top 10 to 12 guy. And we will be back soon. And that one's going on your record, sir. Thank you for tuning in, folks. And as always, juice up. Bear down forever.